Annyeong, and welcome to Hallyujuku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Ray. This is episode 20, The Three Powers. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos! Welcome once again to Hallyujuku. I am PD Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is none other than Brandon Cooper, aka King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? I am doing exceptionally well. It has been a relatively slow week in the world of Asian pop culture, or I just didn't open my browser. One of those two things happened. I'm going to go with I didn't open my browser. Yes, uh, I'm going to go with that, too. Uh, one cool thing that is happening this week is that we have our first guest on Hallyujuku. Uh, we have none other than one of our f- best friends, one of the coolest people, one of the people that we admire, uh, none other than Roberto Villegas. <laughs> How are you doing, Roberto? Doing good, a bit tired. We just got through South by Southwest here in Austin, Texas, and um, I finally, I think, have kind of recovered from everything that the week brought, but so far, doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we, we are with, you are with us because you're going to talk about Japan night later on and a couple other things yes. up at South by Southwest. Uh, and we're going to mm-hmm. get to that, but t- until then, you're going to be our, in- our uninitiated, uh, un, uh, uninformed observer for our, our, our podcast. Uh, but first of all, what we do every podcast, every episode, uh, to initiate this, uh, this show is we talk to each other about what we'll be listening to and what, you know, songs we want to talk about. And I thought I'd give you the first opportunity uh, to talk about, uh, uh, an artist you wanted to feature, uh, I think from Japan Night, uh, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, she actually played last year's Japan Night, but came back this year as kind of her own sort of, uh, solo act sort of thing uh typically during japan night someone will come back and do their thing and that is specifically chihiro yamazaki and root or plus root 14 band uh sort of a jazz act um the best way i think was explained i'm about to open up a, a facebook post uh done by none other than martin thomas of uh well i guess of one of us.net formerly of spill and things like that because he actually pretty much summed up the best way to describe the band. I never, and I never could, could, could put it anywhere succinctly to it because he's just way better at knowing jazz than I am. Uh, so let me just pull this post <laughs> really quick. So here's, here's, uh, imagine if Isaac Hayes and Al Hurt recruited session players from Swing Out Sister and Earth, Wind and Fire to play one final jazz act, a jazz concert to keep them from going to hell. But once you snuck inside to see them, it actually turned out to be the cast of the Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan. Um, it is awesome jazz. Rockin' and funk. It is the uh, probably the was the bright shining star of last year's Japan Night, and it was something I did not want to miss when they came back. Uh, yeah. It is so worth a listen. It's not even funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I look forward to that. You know, some jazz. I like I like a good jazz. I, I I don't get a chance to listen to it lately, but I like a good jazz. I like good mix of styles uh, in music. Uh, Kaz, uh, what have you been listening to uh, this week? Um, it, it's rather funny that, that Roberto brought up, uh, Chiro, because one of the things I have been listening to that put this artist, Chiro, on my, on my radar was, uh, Yoko Kana and Yoko Kana's, 
uh, banned the seatbelts. And and to kind of keep a theme for this week, I did all live performances. Um, or I, the YouTube videos will be all live performances. But the seatbelts tank, which is the theme to Cowboy Bebop, um, which is an amazing jazz song. Um, and, and just so good. And Yoko Kano is amazing when she does her, her jazz stuff. Um, and this performance is just like a bring down the house performance of Tank. That is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, you, you, really good. Tank is just a exceptionally good. <laughs> yeah. Really fantastically good. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, you gotta love this song. It's just a fantastic song. Every time you you hear it right right at the beginning of uh, Cowboy Bebop, it just kind of gets you in a really good mood. Uh, but what else you got uh, this week? Um, I also put in a music core performance from Base 2 PM. Um, uh, this was back in 2012, and it's their song "Tired of Waiting." I thought it's a okay perform i really like the song and 2 p.m you know they kind of are really built on their performances more than anything else um put a relatively good with a really good song and 2 p.m and the girls yeah go crazy the girls go gaga yeah i gotta gotta make them them ladies happy uh mm-hmm. yeah uh, 2 p.m. Yeah, 2 p.m. really rocks it with the, the their yeah. performances and their like personas. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that's what it's what, once again like my favorite show. That's what they were built for because pop bands in Korea are built. Mm-hmm. They do not form like Voltron. They're yeah. built. Yeah. Like Voltron. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing I put in here is a, uh, because I've been wanting to influence with more Japanese stuff, so the Yoko Kana, and then this, Hatsune Miku, uh, The World Is Mine, the pop star that is not real, yes. but amazing, but everyone <laughs> loves her, because... Oh, is this, is this the the virtual... You yes, can't not it love is, her. It is. Yes, yeah, the virtual... Uh, they, mm-hmm. I think they actually... Hatsune Miku. You know, it's, it's funny you bring that up, um... I think they actually had it this past year's, uh, uh, that, and a couple years back they actually showed it off a bit more, specifically that they've been talking about this since, at, in, at least in Japan, like since last year. Um, I think it was at the trade show, they mm-hmm. actually had the guys that made the software that do that, and they talked about the whole idea of, I think there actually was even a panel on it, if I'm mistaken, too, where they talked about the idea yeah. of, uh, this virtual kind of, um, idol act, but more of the idea that, it wasn't so much that it was her act; it was that everybody else was building upon this and making this sort of um, virtual idol, yeah. um, and that everybody could could kind of could participate in inside of doing it. It was kind of a weird sort of thing talking with the guys creating at the time because it's just sort of like, wow, how do you? Yeah. Like for me, it's always like, how do you control copyrights things like that? But I'll I'll, I'll back off. Of that. I just want to make sure I made that comment. Yeah, that. yeah, it, yeah. No, it, they've been. Um, in Japan, they've been con- like like infusing this into computer courses of learning the the vo- Vocaloid software. Um, so like this is this is kind of becoming like the new form of 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 yeah. something else on onto technology, you yeah. know, like in especially for Japan. So yeah. it only means great things. And and if you want to complain, uh, let's be honest, her face is no less uh, no less real than Park Bombs, uh, to be honest. Uh, but, century. 
Miss, but moving on. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to a couple of things, a couple of interesting things. Um, we talked about, I, I, we talked about a, a cool group that kind of has been confusing. I've been listening to a lot of the same things, let's be honest. I've been listening to more, more crayon pop, more, you know, uh, GI, more 21, more uh, gross generation. But instead of revisiting those groups, like, uh, if we actually said what we listened to, we'd be revisiting these those groups over and over and over again. Uh, I will talk about one of the groups that has been uh, on my radar again, uh, Lip Service, uh, and I've actually been listening to the other song on their on their uh, album, which is really cool. I'm gonna uh, for the video version of this, I'm playing their their hit single, but their other song called Nevermind, and it is a really cool track on that album. It's kind of a really cool little like hip hop banger that has a really cool sound and really exhibits their their rapping abilities because the, the the single yum 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 is this like weird crazy song about dieting and this like catchy song and dance that's like hamburger 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 americano americano and it's this ridiculous and it's like this egg yo hip-hop but when you get down to like and one of the things that attracted me from that song was still that at the like at the core of it they had some like legit flow to their rapping skills, and I think that really gets exhibited in the in the other track on the album, and I really like it. Did you get to listen to it, uh, Brandon? This only goes to prove my point more that this is the year of Korean hip hop. <laughs> it will grow. It will is, is finally this... start to get good. <laughs> is that wait? Hold on. Is that something that you fear is not going to happen? Because from what I understand that from what you guys from from what I understand when it comes to Korean music, the major influence. Uh, at least of right now is like R and B and hip hop and yeah. things like that. Well, it has been at its core. It's been it has been at its core because it yeah. all started. The modern version of hip uh, Korean pop started with So Taiji and the Boys. And if you look those guys up, you get to see like a good throwback to like New Jack Swing and like you know that whole oh, hip hop style. And you see that like and that just came are, out are of nowhere. Saying, are, are you saying that we're gonna start getting some Korean covers of Motown Philly? Maybe because in the future because probably. <laughs> They may probably already exist. Yeah. Well, then why haven't we? Why are we plugging that? Why are we not plugging Boys to Men? Because it's covers? old now. It's old. I just we're talking about the new style. We're talking about we're talking about find... talking about Koreans pretending that they're hood, even though there's no hood in Korea. You know, you know that's what we're talking well, sure about right now. Sure, there's a hood. It's in it's in the DMZ. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, ah. That's uh, a dangerous area. <laughs> uh, but speaking of like the Kitsi Agio stuff, I'm, I'm usually. Speaking of dodging around Robert's comments. <laughs> yes. Uh, usually I'm like one to, 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 I'm not a fan of overly cutesy like images and whatnot, and overly like saccharine videos, but when it's done in kind of a sweet, honest way, I like it. And, uh, I noticed this one group that somebody put on my radar. I don't remember how, but, uh, this room, uh, it's a duo now. It used to be a trio. Pascal. Uh, short for pastel colors, uh, with their song like in the movies. And it's this kind of, uh, cute video with these girls. They're, they're, they're kind of together following this couple around to see how, how couples interact and I guess taking notes and trying to, uh, understand how the world of couples works. I don't know. It never really quite is stated, but it's just kind of this, these bunch of moments where they're, they're, uh, they're being, cute and funny and it's just this really fun catchy song that i dug and it was just on my radar and i really dug it and they have this cool like uh popping dance sequence that i think uh is really cool and really creative and fun and i i I love that 
uh, crayon pop has been introducing, like legit popping in into the music scene, and this takes it to another, you know, takes it further and does a really good job of it in their sequences. And I just, I, I dug it. Uh, I was yeah. big popping. Uh, and also to kind of give a preview of a future episode of Record Breakers, uh, we're talking about, I've talked about Love Exterio before, but I thought I'd throw another song in there because, uh, their video for Storm, uh, as you can see, uh, as you can see right here, Love Exterio <laughs> off of that particular EP, exactly, uh, Storm, <laughs> uh, they actually put a video out for it, uh, and, and it's just a really cool video and I just thought I'd share that just because I think, Love Exterio is just a really cool group. They're, uh, they have a really cool style and a really cool approach. And, and I, like I said, I, I think I just, I, I, you can go back to whatever episode I mentioned it, but, uh, that they have that extra different avenue where they could probably break in the West quicker or at least more differently than say any K-pop group could just cause they have that different of an avenue, uh, instead of being this overproduced uh, pop group. Uh, being this cool little indie group that can play clubs in the states, uh, you know, every week because they've they're gonna tour the the U.S. this year. They toured the U.S. last year. Uh, and they're doing it on the regular. Like you know, you see this one K-pop group. They do two U.S. stops every three years, but this one like indie group is is doing several stops in the in the U.S. two years in a row. So I think they have a different enough avenue. To really, I think, make it in the West. And I just thought that, that I think they're really cool. Uh, you know, I've actually noticed that a lot about the, um, indie Asian acts. They have a lot of better chance, uh, of making it here. Like, uh, this past South by, we obviously did have, uh, Love X Era here as well, along with some other indie acts from Japan and Korea, uh, included. Um, and it's funny that, you know, when we get more into the whole talk about Japan night, it's funny for me and a lot of the Texas crowd whenever those bands come, we tend to react better to um, a lot of the indie acts, a lot of the more underground stuff. Yeah. At least I do personally. It might, it might be just that. We'll, we'll, we'll get yeah. more into that as we. Yeah, come it, I think it's. Uh, I think it ties into a couple of things. Like it's different enough. Like I said, just like how baby metal is uh, making it big nowadays yes. and huge and huge. I think it because Speaking it's of creative. baby metal. You yeah. know they topped a Billboard chart. Yes. Really. Yes. Yes. Uh, and that's actually really cool. Like they, they, they top the chart and they're, they're making it like, and I've seen people that are not part of chat room that uh, are not, I, I, that I didn't know would be, or are not even into like J-pop or K-pop or anything East Asian have posted the, the article of baby metal and they're like, Hey, look at these, these girls that making metal stuff. I'm like, Oh, you, you know about them? Uh, dude, you'd be surprised how many people know about baby metal. In fact, yeah, um, no, I had the honor of talking to. Yeah. Well, no, no, I, like, like, you, you, you talk about like that. I had the actual luck and, and honor of kind of talking with one of the, uh, writers for Japan Times over there in Tokyo, kind of the English writers. And, uh, we had a, a J-pop idol act come this year, Star Marie, which is kind of, you know, very much an idol act and very much mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And not, mm-hmm. not really that. And we kept talking about it. And one of the names that came up is sort of, uh, there's apparently a movement of just like anti-idol kind of stuff going on and kind of like, clash of stuff in japan yeah uh, at least because because i like actors a dime a dozen and one of the names that came up was baby metal just uh, consistently baby metal as, as talked about when it came to like the the clash of your stereotypical idol act and then something else kind of fitting in there yeah uh so yeah I, i'm not surprised that a lot of people know about baby metal it's just yeah. it seems to work out better yeah 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's just going to be really interesting to see the different acts. I think uh, acts that are different enough making it big. But uh, that's all for what we've been listening to. We're going to go into headlines right after this quick little stinger. All right, now we are here with our headlines. We're going to talk about a couple of cool things. All right, so uh, I, we've mentioned a few yep, times yep. Bal- Baljunso, uh, the really cool, uh, I guess, indie group, independent group that uh, features, again, Casper, a character that we've mentioned a few times. Well, independent uh, label. Independent label, group. label group Do- thing. Uh, thing. And yep. we mentioned last, uh, I think last week, or uh, yeah, last week, uh, that, no, a couple of weeks ago, that SM invested in them and, and things like that. Well, just recently, they had actual showcase, uh, I think a little while ago, but they actually up- uploaded like the whole thing, the, the video onto YouTube and all the performances. And I actually got to check yeah. that out. Uh, you got to check it out a little bit, right? Yeah, I, I poked around in it and I, I, I kind of spotted out the performances more than anything else. Like, especially more than like just kind of the in middle banter and, and things like that. So like, I poked around, I looked at it and, uh, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was very much like, uh, all right, we're, we're kind of doing this thing performance, you know? Like yeah. it was never it, yeah. it to me it never really got that hype, yeah. you know, for yeah. a, a hype hip hop kind of group that they're present in yeah, their videos. The play and, Siren, and present. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. The play the Siren because they started and, they started things off and uh, it it uh, God bless her Casper still doesn't know what to do with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't. She didn't. She was like so. She was so kind of. And I, uh, she's such a cool kid, but fuck, she was kind of lazy on stage. <laughs> like she, she was. I think a little lost, maybe. I think uh, yeah. she really. Uh, she didn't I, quite know what to do with herself. I, I couldn't tell if it was between like, is this what I'm really doing, or deer in headlights? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> May, uh, probably a little bit more of the latter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm hoping it was deer in headlights because a lot of times she's just like I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm like, are you yeah. fucking for real right now? <laughs> like, is the backing track louder than you with the microphone in your hand? Yeah, no, nah. stop yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they, they, they had some cool back. moments. You, there's not a backing track that would be sad. Yeah. <laughs> You'd actually hear them sing, really. Yeah. Right. Uh, at that point, at that point, lip sync. I, I can't yeah. wait to talk about Japan and stuff, by the way. Yeah. We, we, we talk about, back, speaking of backing tracks, I can't wait to talk about some of that. Yeah, that, that'll be really cool and interesting. But yeah, the, 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 interesting, yeah, the, Play the Siren did a cool set. I think, uh, they had those, you know, issues, I think, learning to be on stage a little bit, cause they've mo- mostly been, you know, in practice rooms, practicing, you know, their lines and stuff like that. But I think, this is their mm-hmm. early showcase, and I think I'm hoping, uh, like we said when we first talked about, you know, Casper's little bit of awkwardness. You know, Top was super awkward when he first started uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. and now he's, you know, now he's uh, a baller, and now he he has absolute confidence. But I think, yeah, I mean, that confidence will grow. Top time. was very like Top used to be very like skittish about you know doing certain things, and 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 how he was. You know, how he kind of went about certain stuff, but now, 
he knows, like, oh, dance part's coming up. I'm going to go hide behind these backup dancers. All <laughs> exactly. right, my part's coming up. I'm coming. I'm going to bust my ass to the front of the stage and, yes. and, and rap. Oh, dance part coming again? Watch me fucking scamper on, on back. <laughs> Just scamper <laughs> on back. Just scamper <laughs> on back. Woo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but I think, uh, I think in time she'll find her place. I think every, every young act has their, their awkward phase. Uh, I imagine yeah. it, Bra- and, and, Ro- Ro- and that's what this was. Yeah, I imagine Roberta, you saw some bit of that, uh, some of that at uh, Japan Night a little bit. You know, oh, some, God. some young awkward acts. Oh, I like the when it comes to Japan Night. Um, it's funny. This, this is what I, what I, I I've noticed. Um, the young acts actually are way way uh more collected on, on the Japanese. So maybe it's because we see a lot of indie side. Like a while, a couple years ago, we had um. This band come up called I think it was a OK Nokies I think that's the name of their, yeah. their name the name of the band I did look at my my logs and stuff that came up but this uh, young kid and you could tell that they're definitely underage they had the you know black X's I think they're like in their teens to be honest um, this kid comes up literally starts dancing like Mick Jagger rocking out hardcore like it was a Rolling Stones concert and God damn it if they didn't own the stage yeah so though we see it's funny because you guys like to talk about the pop side I guess because you know Japan night mm-hmm. when we start getting more you know if, if we're in our discussion right now Japan night I'll go into it but if we're still in the headline no, we'll get into that cause... but yeah we get the the, yeah. the young and the old you get the different sides of everything uh, yeah th- this year we definitely got young and old and I can't wait to talk about some of the old bands that were yeah there. we will definitely talk about that because it's gonna be interesting uh and also uh we saw some different acts there as well we got to see not only uh play the siren but we got to see a couple of different uh style acts uh we also we got to see uh bands like wasted johnny's which is a really cool like bluesy rock band with a chick lead singer guitarist and like uh I, 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 she impressed me really well with like her stage presence and like their, their energy and they were really cool. Uh, and on top of that, we had, uh, a couple other acts, uh, Chinsong Di- uh, Tigers, the Chinsong Tigers, uh, Shinchon Tigers, uh, were really cool. It, they had the, it was a lead singer slash trombonist, uh, guitarist, uh, backup vocals and the drummer. And, uh, and I believe a basis as well. And they had really cool, like, humorous stage presence. They got the crowd into it. Uh, I don't know if they, the crowd were initiated, but it seemed like they got an initiate, an, an, an uninitiated crowd into the performance and it, they did a good job with it. And they did have a moment at the end, which was, uh, kind of cool and hilarious and clever where they were, they were kind of secretly egging on the, the, the crowd to beg for a, for an encore kind of the, the, the lead singer gave him like a little under, you know, like a, a hand signal, like, Hey, come on, go on. Mm-hmm. Like a little, eh. like a, hey, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> like, and like, encore, encore. Like, Oh, Hey, they, they want an encore. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> and Shindong, by the, by the way, this being emceed by Shindong, Shindong being the, the baller that he is, he goes, you guys want an encore? Yeah, no, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Like, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, move around. Next act. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, no, we don't have time for that shit. <laughs> and you don't really want it. Yes. Moving uh, on. <laughs> uh, have them executed. <laughs> and we had a bunch of really cool, uh, groups like, uh, H-Lin performed really well, Ezen, uh, and a couple of other acts. And it was a good showcase, I think. Uh, there, 
it's a young independent uh, uh, label that I think could make some um, headway, and I think could make no some noise as a as a indie label. And it, uh, being invested in by SM is mm-hmm. gonna give them a lot of capital to work with. It might also make them part of the uh, Third Reich of K-pop, but still. It would, it would give them plenty of capital to work with. There are three kingdoms, and if you do not belong to one, you well, what are what are the three kingdoms? YG, JYP, and SM. Yes. Okay. There are four kingdoms. YG. Okay, I can yeah, easily yeah, explain yeah. these for the for you and give you. Before before you continue, Brandon, relate them to World War Two powers. Go. No, no, no. It's I can easier relate them to to no, uh, no, 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 American. No, 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 okay. no American. It's gotta be World it's, War II. No, this powers. is gonna be harder. This is gonna That's be harder. Exactly okay. why. Um, YG. Okay. Uh, World War Two. Yes. Powers. So right. Have, so we have. So let's go. We can go over. We have the Nazis. We have is the Germans. <laughs> we got the Japanese. No, is more, we got the Italian. SM, yeah, this is more maybe the Italians. I don't okay. know. No, no. I will give, I will give SM like, like, no, cause the Italians were okay, <laughs> but, but. Yes, Mussolini you know. was totally fine and fascism was awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean like, they're okay, but it was just like, uh, they're the, they're the Italians. Like, get the oh, fuck okay. out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, At the wow. end of the day, you're like, you're like, move on. <laughs> At the end of the I day, got, they kept the I trains running out of time. Is what you're saying. Right. Okay. Okay. YG is the Americans because okay. they make a lot of promises and they seem really powerful, but they show up late to fights. Okay. We're joining the You're coming, right? right? You're coming. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're going to be there on Wednesday. All right, we've been fighting for three months now. We met Wednesday two years from now. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Right. JYP is Germany. Um, okay, so this is a, a lot of great ideas. A lot of great ideas. Their executions sometimes a little fucked up. Like, okay. Sounds- like hey. Taxes are bad. Yeah, let's kill Germans. Whoa, and Jews. Wait, hold on. <laughs> wow. Okay, like, we I don't think I signed part. up for that part. I yeah. signed up for the taxes part. Now, whoa, like, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no. whoa, whoa, This was all covered. Yeah. This was all covered in the fucking pamphlet. What, what would I didn't you get can, a pamphlet. What would you compare the plastic pants to? <laughs> the plastic pants? Oh, they're Poland. The the fucking the plastic pants are the gas chambers. Yes. Oh damn! <laughs> not even like not even trying to figure out who they could be. No, no, no the plastic no, pants are specific JYP's plastic pants. They're an article that belonged right. to JYP. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody, nobody thought the plastic pants were good, but nobody was gonna tell JYP that the plastic pants weren't good. <laughs> like so, everybody was like, you know. Sticking a bunch of people in a gas chamber with their whole family is kind of fucked up. Are you gonna tell them that? Nah, bro. <laughs> Next. Nah, nah, <laughs> in there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking tell them that. Uh, and then okay, SM, can... SM is is Japan because they are fucking on point. You're like, all right, uh, Tuesday we gotta we gotta formulate an attack. All right, we will attack on Monday. Okay. <laughs> Back on Monday. Uh, they kind of go all out and they, they kind of have very regimented, very regimented. But, um, did you, did you kill 700 of your own soldiers? Yes. Why? 
that were dishonorable. I think, got, I think this took a dark, a dark <laughs> turn, was, and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> that was the attack. Like, and you're like, <laughs> I, I, uh, what? You killed 700 of your own soldiers. We'll get more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I ain't gonna question it. Yeah. <laughs> Hail the Emperor. Hail the Emperor. Yeah. Oh, oh God. The Emperor. Uh, I'm sorry if anybody's offended by a Korean and comparing any Korean <laughs> to Japan or especially let's empirical see. Japan, let, 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 especially especially considering. Well, I think comparing comparing any Korean to Japan, considering Japan systematically tried to destroy their <laughs> culture, <laughs> especially. Let's look at things we offend uh, of how we how we offended because like they, the not only of Korea, <laughs> we we've compared. Korean bands to World War II powers and called one of them Nazis. No, we no no. The bigger insult was we, we compa- we no the bigger the, the bigger insult was comparing one of them to empirical Japan. Like I said, they yeah. systematically tried to cur- destroy they're, they're their both, culture. Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, look, comfort women. I'm, I'm, <laughs> this not, no, look, this is not me saying like, like Japan is is good or bad or anything like that. I think comparing the Nazis is far fucking worse to the Koreans. To the Koreans, I understand. But that. not to the I, Koreans. No, no. To the Koreans. I, I think, I think that would be some, the bigger some insult. Koreans would, I think some Koreans would say, uh, no, they wouldn't. Chamber Pants is pretty hardcore, guys. No, no, they, they, would, they would be more. I'm fairly certain. Considering that they, they have a lower approval rating of the Prime Minister of Japan right now than they do of Kim Jong-un. Well, that's... that's because yeah. th- th- they're near him, he can actually hurt them. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, he actually has. You that. also he haven't has seen control. the plastic pants. Yes, I'm just saying. You I'm haven't just seen. Saying. Let's let's let let's 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 dive away from this. You know, as if as as a grenade going off, we roll for half damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the plastic pants are a sight to be seen. I'd uh, say. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, but moving on to uh, less uh, evil. Uh, more delightful news. Uh, Orange Caramel, uh, in all their glory, uh, have released a new single. See, uh, I have to admit, uh, I'm not as familiar with Orange Caramel as I'd like to be. Uh, and, uh, and that is, that is a sad thing. Uh, because they're, they're, they seem to be a very fascinating, really cool group. Uh, that, uh, I think really have a lot to offer musically. Uh, they're, they're a very interesting group, very interesting musically. Uh, but I, I, and of course they're part of the biggest, one of the biggest groups out there after school. Uh, but they released Car- uh, Catalina, which, uh, it has them pretending to be sushi and then eating themselves mm-hmm. and then crying about it. Um, <laughs> did you get a chance to check them out or, uh, take out the video? I checked out, yeah, I, I checked it out, and I, I put this in the new subset of, like, trying to be the kind of funny, poppy thing that's going on now, kind of thing that Lip Service did in their video, um... I'm trying to think who else has kind of done the funny poppy thing. Like, Girl Generation has done it before, like, you know, but it seems to kind of be becoming a bigger thing to kind of be silly or whatever. And I, I wonder if it's kind of more for the YouTubeification since, uh, you know, Gunya's style and other things that were more silly poppy have become popular. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. So it, what you're it, saying is it? Sorry, guys. Yeah. No. No. It's. It's. I don't know. Yeah. I, I see that. But uh, go ahead, Vegas. Go ahead. I was gonna say, does it? Is it? Because you bring up Gundam style. You know, uh, is it Gundam style? Or Gundam style. Gangnam style, Gangnam style. Thank you. I just forgot to pronounce it. To be honest, um, you mentioned the whole YouTube thing, and I, and I have to ask that: Is that now a common trend in in Korean pop to try to? It always know, has been. Well, because yeah. I mean, because Gangnam style was such an anomaly. Like it truly was an anomaly in in terms of of a lot of Asian rock and a lot of Asian kind of you know, music in general. Yes, there's always been an undertone within in Japanese culture when it comes to anime and things like that, but Gangnam style, like like exploded into the mainstream somehow and and i yeah. wonder is it is it because i mean the music is good don't get me wrong the music the, the beat was tight the, the hook was great it was a good song people could dance to it whatever but i wonder if it was just more of an anomaly and, and like that's that's pretty much all it's going to be i don't know it, it, no that- um it's always going to be an attempt to to if they can't make it uh in in the west uh, it, it's at least to kind of uh, get some YouTube views, uh, get yeah. some uh, so, word out there, and and always the goal is mainly Asia at first. But yeah, get some views, get some yeah. word out. Here, here, here's kind of the vision path that that happens, right? Um, and 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 this also goes back to the big the big three that we just talked about. Um, for when when kind of the current scene of kind of Korean pop music got popular. It was kind of set by the trend of JYP and, and YG. YG took the stance of uh, making their boy groups more centered around kind of what boy groups well, no, I mean, JYP made their boy groups more centered around what boy groups here used to be. Kind of very standard like, oh, this boy is this, this boy is this, this boy is that. Whereas YG has this very hood rap kind of P. Diddy bad boy uh, appeal to it, right? So it's very, like, rap, and, like, some of the videos are really gritty and hard and hood and shit like that. Right. And they were the ones who used to get a lot of a lot of views. So now, when everybody makes kind of a boy sing-rap group, it's made in the sense of, of, um, of YG. JYP then also followed this. They got really popular stuff like this. Um... Then a lot of the like kind of silly things started to get really popular and a lot of a lot of views on YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so partially crayon pop in, helped that with a ba 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 and things like that. Yeah. Um, then bring in somebody like like Psy, who who's that's more his medium. YG artist. They set that up. They follow. They knock down. Boom. They get the okay. hit. Um. Also, this is already apparently. Have, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, go ahead. Then you have other people kind of try to follow suit and making art, making more funny, silly music videos with comedians. Because uh, in, in the more sense, Psy is considered a musical comedy act than and musical artist. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That didn't really that didn't really resonate or whatever. Um, the group Petey just mentioned, um, Crayon Pop, got a big giant hit with one of their videos of being very silly, silly and outside Fun. of the like 
fun, cute positive, girl silly. or super sexy girl. Like they just went really silly and things like that. And that's what they have continued to do. And their their shit is on a rise outside of Korea now. Um, so now you take all the other groups that are going to come, right? Well, and then and then there's two divergence for girl groups, right? You either go super hood because there is a girl in one group from FX, which is not on one of the big three. Um, no, yeah, called, SM. Named, yeah, they're SM. Oh, she's okay. They're SM. So they are one of the big three. I forgot. Um, you take this girl who is from America, mind you, and I'm a Korean American. Um, uh, Chinese American, actually. Chinese American? Yep. Chinese American, uh, went to Korea. It's not uncommon because well, we can talk about how the system is different and, and better in Korea and therefore it's <laughs> better um, avenue. Very, 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 very tomboyish, right? Um, very tomboyish. Along the lines of a lot of rumors, right? Um, and she's really popular, you know? So now every girl group, a separate sect of girl groups have come out with all tomboys in their group or whatever. Uh, so, and if, then you have the other who follow the crayon pop idol of being really silly and, and goofy and, and, and doing ridiculous things in their videos and having comedians in their videos. Yeah. And now you start to see the, a lot of the, the faces that you saw in the, um, like in the Gungyum style video or in the other video me and PD talked about a couple of weeks ago that got a big hit for being another comedian doing a musical style video, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, though to be fair, I think uh, from what I've seen, Orange Caramel has always had this style of being kind of weird and quirky. But I think that the the fact that they came back now is uh, off the heels of all that is not is probably not an act not accidental. <laughs> and no, yeah, and but they, it is has been their signature before this uh, has all started. But uh, the fact that they decided, hey, let's have this, especially because they're a subunit of a bigger group who that is already that is going to have a comeback later uh, this year uh and there's already planning there's uh, the fact that they're coming out with this subunit specifically is probably not a coincidence <laughs> uh, coming off of what we talked about before uh, but uh that it, but like I said it's a very interesting cool video I think it's fun it's very disco-y, and I like that uh it's a fun single and apparently people are Obsessed over them. Uh, I, I'm not as initiated, but apparently they're, they're a huge thing. Uh, so all the best for Orange Caramel. Uh, but moving on, uh, mm-hmm. another comeback. Another comeback. Uh, we have our girls in four minute. Uh, what we said, is, what I said, uh, and let's be honest, the truth is, uh, the, uh, Destiny's Child to Hyuna's, uh, <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Gundam style, Hyuna, the, uh, female lead in that music video, uh, some of you may know her as, uh, as featured right here as on the still that I'm showing on the video, uh, feed. Uh, Hyuna being, you know, that, that girl that is famous for that, uh, but Four Minute being famous on their own as well as a group, uh, they come back with, uh, What You Doing Today? Uh, their new music video. And, it's interesting. Did you did you get a chance because this dropped like today? Did you get a chance to check it out? I I wa- I watched some of it on my phone and then I watched the rest of it just now before we we um, started recording and I kind of put it along the lines of kind of being the silly pop thing that we were just talking about. Yeah, because uh, it, it it has kind of a silly appeal to it, you know. Yeah. Um, 
to, it's to, a lot of it's a lot of focus on Hiana in this video too. Oh yeah. Like goddamn, if this like yeah. if your reference that you made is not starting to like formulate as as the god word of you're just like we we know she popular and we gonna make sure <laughs> that you know she popular. Yeah. These other like these other bitches at this point. Yeah. It's just background dancers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, though they, they did have moments in and of themselves, the other gals, and especially Ji Yoon, I think. Again, I don't know any of their names. I think one of them's Bahyun and one of them's Ji Yoon, I think. Something like that. Uh, she's sitting on the toilet rapping. <laughs> just sitting on the toilet, shorts around her ankles, just rapping with a bunch of background dancers, uh, huddled around the stall. <laughs> uh, it's to the point where it seems like it, they would like, hey, Jiyun, do you not? Uh, we need to do your rap part. It's like, hold on. I have some bad burritos. I'm going to be here for a while. It's like, are you going to be there longer? Like, like, the deadline's up. We have to shoot it now. It's like, um, I don't know. Just come in here. I'll shoot it here. <laughs> it's like, just, just shoot it here. It's like, right, I remember a part. Like, uh, but, uh, a bunch of random parts. You were about to say that Roberto. sounds, yeah, that sounds disturbingly Asian. Yes, like uh, that sound like 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 I, I don't mean like like a, like. This is not even saying anything anything bad about Japan and Korea. We have some fucked up things here in the United States as well. Uh, but what you just described sounds very very like uh, they they, they, they have bathroom jo- humor. They they appreciate the bathroom yeah. humor. I think uh, uh, over there. And some cutie. Yes, a lot, a lot more than necessarily here in the states, but that doesn't mean we in the, we in the states don't like a good fart joke either. Yeah, uh, but no, it's still, how, it's still. I also probably should get a career. Yes. Yeah. Um. And and of course we're talking all about the video, and it's a it's a crazy video. There's there's a lot of colors, a lot of craziness. There's a, a, quite a bit of sexiness, especially uh uh with Yana. She's you know got all of her cleavage all up in the screen sometimes. Uh, because you know what you have Yana, she's got those boobs, muzzle. Might as well do that. Um, but at the end of the day, also the song is okay. <laughs> That's the funny thing. It's like this crazy video. This is like all these visuals and the song is kind of just okay. Like it's good. I, I, I jammed to it a little bit, but I don't know. It didn't blow me out of the water. Did you, did you get a strong impression on the song itself? I love four minute and this song is good and it's going into my rotation and I want more four minute, which is funny because I have a lot, I have four minute stuff, but I don't have any of Hiana's solo stuff. Yeah. Cause also I just, I just thought of this G dragon is for all intents and purposes, the hottest rapper in <laughs> I hate saying that in uh, <laughs> Korea at the moment, right? I think we have to put them together to complete this this Beyonce yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, uh, we have to make a pairing. We have to make our own OTP. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One two mm-hmm. pair. Are we gonna? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have to figure out the the name for it because I know you got it. And then we have to make a Tumblr. Like the, the key thing, we're gonna have to make up a name, and then we're gonna have to make a Tumblr where we post a bunch of vaguely suggestive g- gifts that might suggest that they're a couple, and pictures and stuff yeah. like that, where they're like maybe near each other and slightly glance at each other, and we go, "Look, they're destined for each other." Uh, <laughs> uh so that that's something we're gonna have to make a project out of. Uh, uh, but moving on uh, to another uh, imminent comeback. Uh, speaking of crayon pop, 
Uh, Crayon Pop is going to come back apparently with, uh, what's been, uh, floated about is traditional outfits. I think something about, uh, what's been, uh, speculated is something about hanboks, uh, you know, the Korean, uh, traditional Korean clothing, which is, uh, fascinating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's been, uh, some pictures leaked about some, uh, elaborate, uh, farmer looking, farmer looking outfits with like rubber boots. And I'm in. <laughs> Cause I think one of the best things about Crayon Pop is that they, they, the, the silly outfits are just so much fun. And on top of the fact that they're gonna come, they're gonna work with the guy that did, uh, Bing Bing and, uh, Dancing Queen, which are two songs that I absolutely, uh, love and actually think are superior, uh, on, uh, to the, their, like, hit single, uh, Ba Ba Ba, and I think they're fantastic songs. Uh, and they're going to work with the, the people that they worked with, uh, Dumb Dumber, I believe, the production crew. And I, th- I think this is going to be a really good comeback. And, uh, there's going to be a full album, I believe. So that's going to be cool. Uh, you as, uh, you're not as, I don't know, you're not as entrenched in the crayon pop as I am. I'm, I'm, I'm about to go full pop to sheet. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I, I like them, and, and I, I, their songs are catchy, and, and the girls are, are, are nice to look at, but I don't know. Like I said, like, I think, I think right now for me, the, the newer group that has caught my eye is GI for me. Cause yeah. I'd like the tomboy girl thing. Yes. And one cat, and. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One cat. Uh, I gotta love one cat. But I think, it should be fun, and I think uh, having the interesting outfits is going to be cool. And uh, cr- I love Crayon Pop, and I love Dancing Queen and Bing Bing, and they're going to be really cool songs. So I think this song is going to be really good. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm anticipating. So all the best for Crayon Pop, and we will talk about it when it comes out, and I'm excited for that. Uh, all right. So last headline. Uh, this headline is more. Uh, I guess another one that is more <laughs> related to me, though actually it could be related to you as well, uh, Brandon. Uh, they finally announced details, like official announcement details for Block B's visit to the U.S. And this is the one where I've been talking about that they're going to come to Miami. Uh, they're going to come to Miami, Washington, D.C., and New York. Uh, New York is obviously okay. the official standby. And the official, they announced tickets. Uh, so there's going to be various levels. And then Block is going to be Block C level for most of the concerts, except for the Miami ones. Block B, Block A, VIP, and VVIP. So block B and above, well, VIP, VVIP, uh, block B and above get high touch passes. And apparently that's like a uh-huh. meet and greet pass. I don't know what high okay. touch necessarily entails. If it's a high, high five, five, yeah, I'm in for a high five, but I think high touch, I think high touch is high five. Okay, good. Cause, uh, I'm if in I, for if high I five. remember, if I remember correctly, but at the, you guys will also remember, I was drunk as fuck, and I was walking through the streets of Wanju, and I just I had my hand up, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, bro!" And somebody, I I remember hearing "High Touch" a lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you look like, down and see if somebody was I touching touch. you? <laughs> you I'm not sure, that tall. You, you sure, you sure there wasn't a little bit of uh, a little cupping action going on then? No, 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 no. I mean, they're, they're handsome boys, but I don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with, uh, with, uh, any kind of other high touch, but high five, I mean, uh, yeah. so, uh, so 
Uh, as far as like ticket costs, apparently it's going to be eighty dollars for like the base ticket, a hundred and ten dollars for block A, hundred and seventy dollars for blocks uh, for VIP, two hundred twenty for VVIP. It's a little rich for my blood, possibly. Wait, 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 VVIP. <laughs> which which one gives you which one gives you the high touch and the reach around? Uh, VVIP. I'm gonna say okay. that. Or and by reach around, I think it's fan sign. You get something signed. Oh, well, that's that's. Nice. Uh, you get, you get something signed. But, uh, so, uh, this is gonna be cool. I think it's gonna be a cool showcase. And I think, uh, it's gonna be, it, it, they're a cool group. I don't know if I'm gonna go. Uh, and I just wanted to say, I think this is going to be my plan. Uh, so it, the tickets go on sale on the 22nd. Um, on the, yeah, May, March 22nd. So this, uh, this, uh, Saturday. Uh, so they go on sale this Saturday. I get paid fo- the following Friday. High touch, high fiving. <laughs> I, I just had to look. Yes. I had to look. Uh, so I get paid on on the uh, on on Friday on the following Friday. I don't think I'm going to buy the ticket then. I think I'm going to wait the three weeks to like the other paycheck. And if tickets aren't sold out then, I might mm-hmm. pick up a ticket, you know, Block B, and just to go see them. Just to get that, at least uh, get that ticket bought. Cause what I'm hoping for is just that if the best thing for, uh, not necessarily for people that maybe miss out for, for me, if I had really wanted to see it, my hope is that it sells out immediately. Like, <laughs> like it sells out within minutes to Miami show. Uh, because specifically, and I imagine you're, y'all know what I'm, where I'm going with this. Specifically, I want it to happen so that like, K-pop companies go like, whoa, Miami is a place to go <laughs> for K-pop. <laughs> like, cause, and then that might start the ball that, rolling. That wannabe, that wannabe, uh, fucking, uh, Big Bang with more members fucking sold out <laughs> Miami. Why don't we send that actually established groups there? Yeah. That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. Lockby is a pretty cool group. Damn it. Okay, look at, alright, hold on. Open the fucking link back up. From, I, I, from I know. And look, look at the dude in the red. Tell me he does not want to be top. He's so, he wants to be, I was he thinking wants, more he's JD. like trying. I'm, I was thinking more GD. Well, yeah, no, in that picture, he, he looks like GD, but when he raps, he sounds like top. He's so trying to like be one half of goddamn Big Bang by himself that it, it's, it's, it's goddamn. God damned. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, and, 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 yeah, I understand. Like, because they, they, they're still a really cool group, and they're not necessarily one that is one of my huge, like, groups. Like, I still, I love, uh, Big Bang way more than I would say be excited about this group. But, uh, they're still a cool group. But, like I said, if the sells out in Miami, it'll tell other group, like, other, like, labels, uh, bigger labels that, you know, hey, we could sell in Miami. Uh, you get you, you have a feeling with that. You probably have a sense of that, Roberto, of of like trying to send the message that groups can come this way. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's when it comes to because the thing is, is that everybody, um, when it comes to any any I mean, foreign acts in general, whether it be from Japan, England, or whatever, the thing is, is that the fear comes of who actually knows who they are. Yeah. 
and and that because everyone wants to break out in the West. Not not because mm-hmm. the West is better or that. Just it's another market, it's another venue. People buy music. You know, who cares? We want to break out everywhere, whether it be England or whatever. Any band does because you know that's their lifeblood is money and all that stuff. So it's tricky for a lot of foreign bands. I, I said it in general just because. Yeah. That doesn't. That's not just unique to Korea or Japan or 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 the you know Asian nations, so to speak. That's also when it comes to European bands, when it comes to England bands. I mean, if we think back in the you know way way back in like the the early days of sort of rock music. I mean, the British you know the whole British invasion. You know, the Beatles coming out stateside was kind of a, a crazy sort of fluke. Yeah. Uh, because there had to be there are other bands that kind of did the same thing, but yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it's definitely understandable for a bigger group because they have a lot of things that they have to pay, like just flight tickets for all the staff that they they would need to spend. Oh god, they have well, managers, for, for some, makeup artists. For for yeah, I mean, if you, it, it's tricky, especially for pop acts because it's like. Pop acts are one of those weird things that require a big stage, yeah. and, and and to get a, access to a big stage, you have to already have that draw, and, yeah. and sometimes you don't have unless unless it's South by Southwest where you're there's already a, a like a base for you know a, that it's specifically built for music showcases, uh, like that. This is true. Yeah. Uh. All right. So. Uh, speaking of South by Southwest, we're going to transition, uh, I'm going to come up with some kind of transition song, uh, you know, to singer to the South by Southwest of Japan and more. So see you on the flip side. Welcome back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the, so this is the main reason uh, Roberto has <laughs> joined us tonight. Because... You, didn't, you, didn't, you just invite me just to be just color commentary and like bring, you know, offend an entire nation, a country, if you will. No, I can do that on my own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've met me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I'm talking to. Um, so the part of the main reason we brought Roberto here is because he was our our official man on the street uh, uh for South by Southwest Japan night and Roberto's gonna gonna kinda take the reins a little bit, explain to us what what, what South by Southwest is, explain to us what he saw well not South by Southwest, but because if we South explain by Southwest, South by Southwest Let me go back a few years into the <laughs> well, past. Well let's see here. Back <laughs> well, I can I can, so, I can explain <laughs> South much. I can explain South by Southwest. Pretension. But moving on to Japan night. <laughs> oh no. pretense. I, I, yeah. I, I'll keep my 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 South by South opinion, but to kind of explain what for those who have no idea what Japan Night is, sort of explain. It kicked off actually back in 1996. Uh, it's hosted by Audrey of Ben Ten Record. Ben Ten Record's sort of a a indie label there in Japan, um, and pretty much it's sort of a U.S. tour of the craziest bands out of Japan. And I say craziest bands because there there have been over the years of uh, so many weird types of acts, one of the uh, ones I referenced uh, recently now was I think a couple of years ago we had a bluegrass band uh, called Saito Johnny. So that already in and of itself, a Japanese bluegrass group, is already weird. But the fact of the matter is they then later on that night played a 
bluegrass cover of Daft Punk's One More Time. Yes. And God damn it, if that wasn't the highlight of that year. Yeah. Uh, so Japan Nights is sort of weird, kind of macro, kind of, kind of fun sort of event that if you know about it, you go every year. If you don't know about it and you hear about it and you go that year, you go every year afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to explain. It's just, it's mainly cause that, um, but this year we had a couple of, uh, for me it was kind of a weird sort of thing since I've, I saw all the bands both at Japan Night and other kind of events. I won't really go into detail the other events, but I can go at least the acts we had. This is the weirdest year for me because this is actually the first year we had, uh, an idol group. It's actually the first idol group to be on a South by Southwest event. Like a uh, Japan Night. Star Man- yeah. Well, it, it, just in general, they're the only act ever. It's Star Marie, and um, there are three girl uh, J-pop idol group, yeah. and they're a J-pop idol group. We're talking, you know, what we're yeah. talking about earlier about backing tracks and things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would say uh, the first idol group officially was FX uh, the pr- last year, but yeah, uh, Japan idol group. Oh, yes, <laughs> it, it, let's just say it, it just was. It, how do I best explain it? God damn it if, if it was like, okay. The younger Robert for sure would have been angry at this and, J-pop, you know, angry. The, the current Robert is, is at least accepting of it. Mm-hmm. But god damn it if they didn't have like backing tracks. Like we were talking about earlier about you, yeah. I think you mentioned Brandon, Brandon, some other artist that was, that was like barely singing over her backing track. Yeah. On her <laughs> microphone. This is Star Marie to like a T. Like, like you'd hear like, like hints of them saying vocals, but then you hear the strong backing vocal of like, oh, they've got something else, else going on there. Um, but it, it was a funny night. I mean, ultimately anyone that was in that band yeah. got really into it. Um, we did have an older Japanese gentleman doing all the idle dance moves and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, that's what they, they attract the uncle fans in Korea and yeah, Japan. The uncle fans yeah, are hilarious. but it was, it was like okay, like I said, you know we talk about stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> like if I say highlights of my night, like that show wouldn't have been as fun without that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, because it would be like, oh god, but that guy was like, like he was into it, into it. Yeah, and uh, when I can say, well, we also, and, and it's funny thing, we're talking about uh, idols and packing tracks. The group that I love, that I that I talk about a lot, to, uh, that I'm a so I'm a fan of, uh, just out of pure joy. Uh, Sunya Shade, aka Girls Generation, uh, they lip sync every freaking performance. Like, they're, they're just, <laughs> they lip sync every performance and not, and barely a few of them can sing. Uh, and a few of them can sing <laughs> immensely and they're amazing. Taeyon is a fantastic voice. Jessica, uh, uh, and Tiffany are fantastic voices. But yeah, they lip sync a lot. <laughs> there, was, there was, like I said, there was, there was so much. But anyway, so we go over the bands for Japan Night proper one. I always talk about Star Marie, the idol act. We then had jungles from, uh, Red, uh, Red Bacteria Vacuum, sort of this weird punk act. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Red Vacuum. Red Bacteria Vacuum. It's hard for me to say that name, um, but the people love them. Love them. Uh, and they uh, RBV has been uh, past Japan nights previously, uh, and so them kind of coming back with their own sort of thing was kind of interesting. Um, the next act was uh, Mayu Wakasaki, which was very weird because you know. Japan Night always usually has some off-center kind of band. Um, a couple years back, it was Omadaka, kind of with chiptunes, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Prior to that, I mentioned the whole Jat, the whole, uh, I mentioned earlier, at the beginning of the show, Chihiro Yamazaki and Plus Route 14 band, the Jazz Act. This year, we had this sort of weird, kind of very heartfelt, um, I don't know how to explain it, kind of somber music. Uh, it's 
gorgeous. She has a beautiful singing voice and a beautiful uh, keyboard style, and the music's great. The lyrics are very heartfelt, but it's very, very somber and very, very low key. It's not necessarily high energy kind of rock, um, but damn it if it wasn't gorgeous and damn if it wasn't beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so if you're if you kind of want to hear something a bit softer on on that side, I definitely recommend. Yeah, something something more you it. would play at like a cafe, I imagine. Kind kind yeah, of more showing... the kind of thing you you yeah it kind of you play. You know, to drift yourself to sleep, because like like the opening stuff she's playing on a xylophone, like a, a not a xylophone. I forget what the what the metal um, xylophone is. Maybe it's metal xylophone. I forget the damn the damn name of it. Instruments per se. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we ha- she she came in. We then had happy, which is, um, I think the way that it's described was like you know the who inspired kind of things. It's something weird about the mm-hmm. younger generation in Japan, at least the younger indie acts, because this isn't the first time I've had a younger act that reminds me of like. You know, rock from the '70s and things like that. Uh, but they definitely played a lot more rocking kind of sound. They definitely had keyboards. It felt very much um, your, your traditional kind of rock music. And, and they definitely, they definitely own, own the crowd. From what I understand, they have, as, as at least at this point now, they haven't really uh, premiered in Japan. They've kind of been in Japan and sort of been on the underground, but they haven't really premiered any full album. And it actually made their push to the United States first. They're also really hard uh, to Google. <laughs> they they are. I'll give you I'll give you a link to them. I think it's like a band a band called Happy or a band Happy on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, well, but we'll look. Well, I'll look it up uh, when yeah. I can. But it's I mean, happyofficial.com is where you go to, to pull up their site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can kind of look at their their first singles and things like that and get some of their video and profile there and in, in, in glorious Japanese if you can, of course, read it. Uh, we then ha- happen to have, like, we're talking about how, you know, the young and the old. Uh, we yep. literally had a really old group, which I had no idea existed, called uh, Sentimental City Romance. They've actually been playing since 1973. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. yeah, they've actually, and they're like a southern rock group. Like, the last time they came to the United States was like 74 and shit. Um, and, and, you know, they had a very much a, a, a if I were related to U.S. bands, like a, a Creedence Clearwater Revival kind of sound, very much southern rock and roll from that era um, they, they did a good like job they did, <laughs> yeah they so they looked like it they they looked like like awesome i loved them they were definitely fun uh and they were one of the few bands that actually have um if you know anything about japanese music specifically buying japanese cds they actually bought a brought a real J- a japan cd complete with that and yeah. though i paid 15 dollars, if you can kind of look at the screen there it's kind of hard to read but it's about 30 bucks in in the end uh, nice. And it comes from Sony Music Direct Japan Inc. So it's, it was kind of a treat for them to bring it. So you could tell that they were, for lack of better words, a real band. Yeah. Um, not saying that none of the other bands were, but it's very rare for anyone to bring a, a, a two-disc set, let alone one from Sony uh, Direct, let alone for $15, that that matter. So it's kind of a interesting <laughs> sort of mix. Yeah. Uh, that uh, We then uh, closed out the night with um, – Probably the, the weirdest act to describe, and that's yeah. um, Mother Coat. It's yeah. hard to describe them because they're like this electronica kind of stuff. Like it's almost as you know to kind of relate to other. It's hard to really pinpoint what genre they are. Yeah. But damn it, if they weren't awesome. Uh, it's very weird. It's very strange. Um, and it may take some people a little bit more time to get into. Uh, if they're not used to having kind of an electronic looping kind of action in there with guitars and keyboards and things like that mm-hmm. mixed in and to, and some really heavy post-processing effects are so often. 
but if you're used to that kind of music and you're kind of used to that sort of industrial sound almost, but not like like it's sort of industrial esque. Yeah. Um, you'll dig them. I I dug them a lot. I, um, I definitely dig the the uh, attaching the pop filter to your guitar rather than to the microphone, <laughs> which is very it's interesting. Strange. It was strange. It, they again, Japan Night. It usually it, for me is, is a crapshoot. Um, you know, it could either be a really good year, really uh, a mediocre year, or a totally awesome year. Uh, I tend to go in there blind with certain bands. This. This year, probably the weirdest part of it was the fact I got to listen to all the bands before Japan Night premiered. Uh, there were two kind of pre-Japan events. Um, <laughs> what we, what we, what we as Japan Night people have called the pre-pre-show and the preview show. Uh, the first thing was the Meet Japan event, which is supposed to have been something entirely different, but turned into a pre-pre-show for Japan Night. It had pretty much, uh, Happy was there, yeah. Star Marie was there. That was when I first saw them. Um, Mother Coat was there and a couple other bands as well. I think there was like a really good punk act. Which, I mean, I'm not looking at the, at the names of the bands. Uh, it was, uh, Genzin, uh, which means like Mountain Crusher and, or Mountain Destroyer or something like that in Japanese. And they were like a, a hardcore, uh, punk sound for sure. Um, after that came the actual preview show proper, which had a lot of Japanese acts. So for me, it was a weird, a weird kind of thing in, in that, but, I guess the highlight for me wasn't actually even a Japan Night event proper. Uh, it was actually, uh, last year we had her come on, Chir- Yamazaki mentioned earlier up at the beginning of the show. Uh, she was playing a show at the Elephant Room before Japan Night, uh, that I, I told myself I wasn't gonna miss, uh, and goddamn if it wasn't, um, an awesome show. Uh, so much so I actually brought my friend Martin Thomas, like I mentioned earlier, up kind of describing what he saw. It was his actually first time seeing the band. I knew he was gonna like it. Uh, but he really loved it. It was sort of a, a really, really good jazz act to see. It was a, a very weird year for me because we had the clash of Star Marie, the very much traditional Japanese pop idol act and following all the kind of tropes you'd imagine for them mixed in with a lot of this sort of weird indie stuff. And yeah. I, 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 it felt weird because a lot of the, you know, people got into Star Marie for sure, but a lot of the people who didn't get into him, you could tell Oh, you know, you could tell that they were a lot like people got way more into the other acts from Japan Night. I, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's definitely I see the variety of, of and I always love the variety of these uh, showcase shows. Like uh, anytime you can get this many, like this uh, this one place where lots of bands are going to crowd into one location it's always cool to kind of see the diversity uh of those kind of things what what would be some of the highlights of some uh, other highlights of the other uh variety of shows like the other random uh side shows oh god uh this is gonna be tough <laughs> i mean because the highlights are, are it's, it's tough because it's hard to say oh the highlights of this i would say the other highlights for me might have been um, the other highlight band for me probably was a, a Japanese act called Starbeam. Um, they were, I think their tagline is that they're hardcore for the 21st century or some, something yeah. like that. Uh, and they're, you know, you can kind of tell if anyone, get, like for me, the joke I always give is that if it's a punk act, they usually, I usually latch on them quicker than the other act. Um, but they were this weird kind of like very much punk and hardcore punk at the same time. It was very a good kind of blend of music, and you could tell they're very tight. Like it's it's to explain kind of the highlights uh, for me. A lot of it is pretty much, you know, almost what happens at the events. Um, 
like I if I were to say like the highlight for the Meet Japan event, I would say it was the circle pit that formed during Gozen because there had never really been a pit event at, at Japan night. And it's not to say that we've never had punk bands per se. We've had Lolita 18, was sort of a classic sort of old school punk band. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of punk acts before, but never has a pit ever formed. And this was like the first kind of pit I saw at any uh, yeah. Japanese event. And damn it, it wasn't fun. Yeah. Um, but other kind of highlights, um, I would definitely say Happy was a, a surprise because I didn't necessarily know what they were. I didn't know any of them, but the, you know, whenever you hear, you know, you know, references to the Who thrown in there and things like that, I kind of get a little off put because it seems like almost marketing. Yeah. But yeah, no, they they definitely, you know, they're definitely pretty tight. They definitely were pretty good at, at their act, and they knew exactly how to kind of control the stage. Yeah. Um, and such. Uh, a lot of the Japanese bands, uh, this past year, um, I think, you know, I, I know that they had, uh, earlier that, that week, uh, moment of silence at the, uh, Meet Japan there, the trade show for the whole, um, uh, tragedy that happened a couple, uh, years ago, the whole, yeah. um, yeah. uh, tsunami. But even, even at Japan night, uh, because we actually had a, a kind of a, a very disturbing thing happen at South by, sort of this weird, uh, accident where two people were killed um by a certain driver and you can look up all those details yeah um on other things uh, a lot of the japanese acts had said that we're, we're, they were playing in in memory of them kind of thing it's sort of yeah. a, everyone says that in general but you know some other kind of fun stuff but overall i you know it was maybe not the best japan night year for sure but definitely not just disappointing one yeah and and of course you know for those who who are like oh man i missed it i can't i I can't get to texas japan night tours around the states uh the next the next kind of screening is coming up uh, you can actually go to japan-night n-i-t-e.com uh and see if they're coming around your area they go through georgia chicago uh sorry georgia illinois ohio uh nevada and las vegas and they end their tour in San Francisco, California. But so they, they might, you know, if they come near your area, go check them out. out. Oh, yeah. Definitely. All the bands that played were, were awesome. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Always go see live music, especially if you can support groups that are making the effort to fly the entire half of the yes. world to come show you what they have to offer. Uh, they put the fourth effort. Go ahead and see if you can check them out and see, give them uh, a also, chance. Also, make sure to bring. Also, make sure to bring cash. Um, a lot of people don't necessarily understand that Jap- Japan is still a very, very cash culture, mm-hmm. uh, and and they have yet. And, and I, I don't know sure if it's for legal reasons or if it's for just that they don't like it so much. They don't really have any of those square card readers. So make sure you bring cash. I think it's uh, just, just being just being abroad. Being abroad, maybe you know, it's easier too. for There's them a- to take cash. For sure, but yeah, definitely, definitely uh, bring cash to buy the CDs because um, that. Make sure you bring a good amount, especially if you like all the bands, mm-hmm. um, and be ready to, to get that. Because usually you can't find a lot of stuff on iTunes, and yeah. it's really hard to import some of the stuff as well. Yeah. So, uh, and aside from the Japan, uh, also we were hoping to hear at least from uh, you know secondhand if you had any uh, reports on what people said about the Korean uh, stuff because I know they had. The, this is the second year that they had the K-pop night. Yep. They also had yep. a good amount of Korean indie music, fantastic bands like Glenn Check and Love X Stereo, and a few others yep. that y'all should check out because they're fantastic. I love Love X Stereo. I love you, Annie. Um, <laughs> uh, but you had some reports uh, from from people that went to those. Uh, of course, I, I do. I have a friend of mine who I'll probably talk more about on my podcast. We usually have him every year after Japan Night, Jonathan McNamara, uh, writer for uh, Rock Out Japan, or his podcast is Nihongaku Radio. Usually he... 
uh, tends to write about the Japanese side, but ever since the Korean side started coming in, he's been writing about that as well. Uh, and he started up a Facebook group of like Texas Asian music fans and kind of keeps everybody. He's one of those few people that keeps me in the loop for who's coming and when they're coming and, and how like that. So whenever P Landers E comes on through town, it's usually I hear from him. Uh, so Jonathan, uh, went there and kind of gave me the sort of, uh, details about the night itself. It happened at Elysium, the same, uh, area or same actual venue that Japan night happens. Uh, in contrast to what Japan Night does, from what I understand, um, K-pop Night is is funded by the Korean government, and it shows apparently they had uh, not only a long line kind of waiting for it, but apparently in between sets, which were like you know 30 minute breaks, they had music videos playing on TV screens. Um, they really pushed um, you know Korean culture in your face there. Um, I, I've always wanted to go. I had a prior engagement that, and I'll, like I said, I'll get more details from Jonathan when I have him on my show. Um, just because he'll he'll give me kind of the rundown. Before I understand, it was a a big kind of spectacle kind of night uh, versus Japan night, sort of uh, less spectacle and more kind of um, underground kind of feel. Yeah. It's sort of weird to explain that. Uh, yeah. But the indie event also was really good. I heard, like I said, I heard all the bands were great um, mm-hmm. uh, for the the indie night. Re- mainly because the the tricky part about Japan about the South by in general. Mm-hmm. You can never go to everything, ever. No, uh, yeah, you can't. No. You have to understand that. And, and, I, and I feel bad because I really did want to go. Because even apparently, uh, during the P Lander Z Fest on Friday, like before Japan, I kicked off. Uh, apparently, a Taiwanese like rock band was playing. Yeah. And, and and there's been a whole whole slew of things coming on. Yeah. And and that, but I did hear that the the K-pop night. Uh, much like last year, uh, did a, a phenomenal job. Yeah, it, it's a, it, yeah the whole uh, Korean government being involved because they very much are uh, helping the uh, not only with some you know helping out the companies, but they are pretty much relying on Hallyu, the Korean wave, uh, to uh, work their public relations. Uh, you know, the South Korea's government, their public relations outside and globally. Uh, and they 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 certainly are going to support it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they support it a lot more than the Japanese government has. I could say that because even the Meet Japan event. Yeah, because the, they're not uh, involved. Uh, with uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, it was, it was weird because the Meet Japan event was supposed to have been like uh, a combination of music and DJs and like IT companies pitching things, but it it just slowly turned into a a almost um just another show. Yeah. And, you know, you could tell it was because it was like free beer and things like that. It was a very weird feel. It wasn't exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. And I was kind of disappointed because I kind of wanted that sort of meet and greet kind of event yeah. um, that we haven't gotten in a while. Yeah. The, the Japanese side. But yeah, it's definitely interesting. To, and I'm, I'm looking forward because uh, uh, this time I didn't get to make it out to South High, though I'd been uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, the couple, last couple of years, uh, I'd been uh, mostly to interactive, but I do plan hopefully next time to actually make a plan to actually expand my time there and not just for the uh chat room stuff but actually stick around for the music stuff and japan night so uh well because i think you would you would probably dig you would probably enjoy like k-pop night would be wasted on me like i would go there saying oh, okay those are fun acts and yeah. like that but you'd go saying oh my god it's these acts i remember you told me uh before and you're like Dude, if you could make it, try to go to these acts here because they're playing. Yeah. You'd ask me to, to, and I got a friend of mine to pick up the CDs for, uh, for yeah, Love so, Exterior. You were like really 
you knew you knew the bands coming down the Korean side, and I think that would have been a, a blast and a half night for you. Yeah, and uh, I would say uh, the Korean indie night. I think you would have uh, would have dug uh, really. well. Oh, I probably would have, and I, I, like I said, I feel bad that I missed it. I yeah. literally had to go to a friend show that night. Yeah, uh, that I could miss. Uh, but yeah, and, I, show, I, and if I, I missed it, I mean, yeah, and I know for sure I would have dug everything about japan night <laughs> like and I, i'm oh, looking yeah, forward no, to checking it's, it's it out. always it's it's a fun th- time had by all regardless everything except fun. for the south by badge cost yeah the thing is is that you have to understand about south by so here here's a quick lesson for all those who who, who do want to come to south by but can't afford a badge um this is how it rolls uh if you're trying to get in japan night or even k-pop night for that matter um the way it works is line up early and you'll get in pretty much for those events because even though they're big, they're not that big quite yet. Yeah. They're 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 just big enough to bring in the crowd to fill up Elysium, and that's about it, really. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to get into a bigger act, like if you're like, I want to go see Childish Gambino, that might be a bit difficult. Uh, though I did hear Brent Hughes made it in there safely. Um, it's it's always a crapshoot with the bigger acts. The smaller acts, though, it's very easy to get into. You just kind of have to know how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you can have fun at South by without actually bothering to go to South by. <laughs> oh, you you can totally have fun, and that that that's an entirely different discussion for gone, an entirely different podcast. And yeah, entirely that's why I've podcast. gone the last podcast past couple of years. But <laughs> I look forward to it because I, I I'm I'm going to try to make a plan to go out there next year for Japan Night and for all the Korean stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to that, uh, and I will see you there next year, uh, Roberto. But that that's it for totally. how that's it for how you do go. I think we had another fine episode. You had our first guest, uh, Kaz. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an exciting yeah. moment. Uh, let's ask uh, Roberto, what, what, what do you got to plug, uh, in your life? Oh, God. How about I just hit the main giant website? That being cosmicradio.tv, my sort of weird federated podcast network thingy. Uh, pretty much where all my content exists now. That being my so-called Eight Life, uh, Jump Point I do with uh, Bryce Castillo on my gaming podcast, Retro Fun Time, uh, and if all goes well, launching tomorrow, cinematography, uh, that I, a podcast I'm starting to do with, uh, Brant Hughes on movies and things like that. So I guess that's the best way to promote everything I do is there. Uh, yeah. if you want to just sort of follow me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Vincent404 or just head to my kind of general contact page, rvegas.me. Uh, there you'll find sort of anything related to me, whether it be my Facebook profile, mm-hmm. my Tumblr, things like that. Yeah. Cosmicradio.tv. Uh, Kaz, is the website done? Is the, is the website done? It, it's there. There are links on it. Um, I need to finalize some stuff, start getting some content on there, start putting things that belong in better places, add an about page, all that stuff. But if you go there now, uh, it needs more desk dot com. Uh, we'll go to the site. It's still a temporary site, so it, it gives you a rudimentary login stupid thing that Squarespace does for now. Um, but you can get links to Holly Juka. You can get links to Shooting the Shit with Two Nerdy Black Guys. Um, you can get links to the Twitch stream, which will also be getting a redesign um, as well. And then there will just be more to come. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, uh, you can follow him at King Kaz everywhere on the internet, including about me. You can follow me at PD Rave. Uh, I'm PD Rave everywhere. Uh, you can follow the show at, uh, Halijuku. The show, the pod, the show's site is Halijuku.com. If uh, that's, I know that's a hard site to remember, so I created also kpoppodcast.com. 
Share that with your friends. Share that with everybody. Uh, check out all the episodes on the website, uh, rebelli.net for this and other shows, including Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast and Record Breakers. Uh, speaking of Record Breakers, this week is going to be an interesting Record Breakers, uh, because we're going to be talking about Lady Gaga and Art Pop. So we're going to have pop music this week on Record Breakers. Drew's so. mad. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. You'd be it's surprised. You bring up. You'd be surprised. Uh, make sure. Uh, let me recommend something for you. If you can try to find it, uh, make sure to look at Lady Gaga's uh, South by panel that she had. She had oh a yeah, yeah. I've I seen I've seen some highlights. I've seen some highlights. There's some real. Well, she actually has some really good comments. It's it's actually funny. I won't I won't go into too much detail there, but I would recommend if you can reference that because it was kind of interesting. Definitely a lot of people went to that keynote. I know Allie did personally. I spec Nola. Yeah, and she loved it. Yeah. So that is all over the place. Uh, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, on YouTube now, uh, you can check out our video. I'm going to start putting up video versions of the podcast. Uh, you can see this episode and you can watch me, uh, create a scene in OBS live, uh, on there because <laughs> I had to do it in the middle of the show uh, while, I ta- while I was talking. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. But <laughs> until next time, hasta los huevos. Annyeong. Fighting. <laughs>